You're listening to the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict. So as we jump into the fifth chapter of Yivamot, we're going to get into questions of kind of time sequencing. But we'll see as well, there are questions of sort of status, and particularly the status of the sages, of the rabbis, versus the state, the status of the written text. And the first Mishnah is just going to outline some principles, which the following Mishnayot in the chapter will then elucidate in more detail. So the first Mishnah may seem a little bit frightening and a bit abstruse, but the rest of the chapter will elucidate it in some way. And the Mishnah begins with the Rabban Gamliel. I presume this is, well, we don't know whether this is Rabban Gamliel the Elder, who lived around the turn of the first millennium, or whether it's Rabban Gamliel of Yavne. But we do know, if this is Rabban Gamliel of Yavne, we do know that he is very concerned about his own status and the status of the rabbis. He's teaching in the era right after the destruction of the temple. And there are numerous disputes in the Mishnah that, really relate back to Rabban Gamliel's own status and the status of the Bet Din. And we'll see this coming out in the Mishnah. Rabban Gamliel Omer, Ein get achar get, velo mamar achar mamar, velo vila achar vila, velo chalitza achar chalitza. So it's always like poetry. Rabban Gamliel says, there's no get after a get. There isn't a ma'amar after a ma'amar. There isn't a, nor an act of sexual intercourse after another act of sexual intercourse. And nor is there chalitza after chalitza. So it's a, it's, I don't know whether it's a poetry or whether it's a riddle. It's really, really interesting that Mishnah is structured in this way. What is Rabban Gamliel saying? Rabban Gamliel, first of all, the, when he, and, and well, let's just go on to the sages. And the halacha goes according to the sages, by the way. The sages say, Yesh get, achar get, ve'achar ma'amar. There is get after a get and after a ma'amar. So the sages are going to disagree with Rabban Gamliel about the status of the get and the status of the ma'amar. But then they agree. They agree with Rabban Gabriel. After an act of sexual intercourse or chalitza, there's nothing. In other words, those are final. So the sages and Rabban Gamil agree about chalitza and about bi'ila. They agree about sexual relationships and about chalitza. Those acts are final in terms of the yibum. And of course, we've seen that, that the the the, the, the sage is decreed that in all, before contracting um, lever at marriage, before contracting Yibum, the living brother would give the, his, his brother's widow a document or money essentially as an act of betrothal before consummating the marriage. But according to Torah law, it's the consummation of the marriage or which completes the bound of Yibum or the or the, the ritual of Chalitza, which releases it. So the 
the ma'amar, the rabbinic betrothal is, well, it's just rabbinic. But what's Rabban Gamliel saying? Rabban Gamliel is saying, even though the ma'amar, the rabbinic betrothal, even though it's only rabbinic, it has status. You can't do a ma'amar after a ma'amar. Let's have a look at a diagram. Let's just see what he's saying. Uh, there's a diagram later down the source sheet. So let, let's, in this example, Alex. Alex is married to Alice and Betsy. He's got, Alex has two wives, Alice and Betsy. And unfortunately, Alex dies. So Bob is in the position of being able to carry out Yibum. And Bob is actually going to offer Ma'amar to both Alice and Betsy. We don't know why. Maybe we, we, we don't know why. Maybe he gives Ma'amar to Alice and then maybe he has second thoughts and gives it to Betsy as well. We don't know why. Or perhaps in the, in the other example, maybe after, um, maybe rather than giving the Ma'amar, he gives them a get to essentially as a prelude to Chalitza. Maybe he gives them Ma'amar, maybe he gives them a get. But in either case, he gives them a rabbinic instrument. And Rabban Gamliel, remember Rabban Gamliel is going to defend the status of the Bet Din and the status of a, rabbi, of a rabbinic instrument. And Rabban Gamliel is going to say, look, Bob, if you've given Alice Ma'amar, essentially you fulfill the mitzvah of Yibum, practically speaking, or you've certainly agreed to do so, and that your agreement has legal force. So at that point, the bond with Betsy, the 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 bond with Betsy is is um is the the bond with Betsy is broken. You've made an arrangement to, if you like, continue your brother's house. The 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 promise you make to Betsy is completely meaningless. That, let's go back. That's what Rabban Gamliel is saying. In other words, if you give Alice a get to try to dissolve the, the bounds of Yibum, or if you give her Ma'amar to promise to, to carry out um, Yibum, at that point you dissolve, you dissolve any relationship with the second wife. You've essentially done what you need for the mitzvah of Yibum. Nothing else happens. And the sages disagree. The sages say, no, 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 no. The, the, the act of giving ma'amar is not the same as an act of yibum. It's an agreement to do that, but it's not the same. So you could perhaps give ma'amar to two people and similarly with a get. But the act of sexual intercourse or chalitza is final. And they both agree that. And the Mishnah will then try to, well, the Mishnah will explain various examples along these lines through the rest of the fifth chapter. And I, I thought it, it, we're just going to deal with one example today. We're just, just to, to get into these examples gently, we're just going to deal with one of them today. And we can deal with some more tomorrow. So the Mishnah asks, Kate Sad, how so? Asama Amabim Tovin Antan Laget. 
So maybe he performed a ma'amar for his yavama, and then he gave her a get. He had second thoughts. And we don't think we've already said that you require a get in order to, to dissolve a ma'amar. But the Mishnah goes on to say, She still requires chalitza. So the, the ma'amar, the betrothal, is a, it's a biblical, it's, it's, it's a rabbinic instrument. And he has to give her another rabbinic instrument, i.e. a get, to dissolve it. But fundamentally, fundamentally, he's still connected to her. And the only thing that can really break that connection is chalitza. After chalitza, there's nothing more to be done. Until chalitza has been performed, there is still a bond. And the Mishnah continues, Asaba ma'amar bechalatz. If he performed ma'amar, he gave her um, a ma'amar, vechalatz, and then he did, did they, they did chalitza, she requires a get. She actually requires a get in order to dissolve the ma'amar. But she's free at that point. Asava ma'amar uva'al, if he performed ma'amar, and then he consummated the marriage, this is actually the proper way to fulfill the commandment. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict. <laughs>